This is a team of podcast. Take two. <laughs> don't tell them that. They don't need to know that. Well, I guess they did. Yeah, look, I forgot to press record to start it, but uh, look, we okay, haven't got enough. Record. We've, we've got a great oh, show sorry. for you today. <laughs> we've got, we've a- got a really good show for you today. <laughs> sorry, to, I didn't realise we are in a rush. Well, <laughs> quiet, you. <laughs> oh. We've got a fantastic guest on the show today. Oh, mate. Uh, Eric Quartz. In for a treat. So good. You're going to love him. Uh, Eric Quartz is a senior writer and assistant editor at DynastyNerds.com. Um, if you don't know anything about Dynasty Fantasy Football, uh, you're going to learn a lot. Oh. It's so good. It's literally like you're jumping in from baby food to a great, big, delicious steak. Feast. Plus more. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was going to say steak. Yeah, oh, I, I said feast. steak. I want more. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, Dynasty football is so intriguing, interesting, deep. It's everything you want in fantasy football mm-hmm. and more. I loved um, talking to Eric. You're going to hear a recording in a second. Yeah. Um, but stay tuned. In the meantime, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. Yes. Uh, at the TFL Podcast. Um, <laughs> that, Patreon still, the show. that Patreon account still going, I believe. It's still there. <laughs> yeah. We would love to improve, <laughs> so you can tell us how. <laughs> yes. um, what's been happening? Well, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and so mm. me and Chris, are, you know, we are safe distances apart, uh, which yes. is good. Um, and we are just hanging out. It's uh, school holidays at the moment. Yeah. So we're just, you know, we're all prepped for online learning next term, all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Uh, we're not here to talk about that, though, Chris. No, no. Um, you are stuck at home with three kids, though. I am. Look, um, I was dreading it, to be honest, but. Better than you thought? Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying because I'm just just chilling out. Um, yeah. Just, it's nice. Uh, I, the kids are getting to an age where they can play by themselves, and I'm also shipping them off to their grandparents tonight. So <laughs> that's a win. That's a that's a big win. Um, no, nah, cool. That's that's good. I've got one kid at home, and he's teething, and so that's always fun as well. Uh, I'm playing lots of Age of Empires too, mm. and that's what's happening when you don't do anything except stay at home. But. NFL is still going on. There is an off-season happening and it is exciting Thank because goodness. there is a draft. <laughs> Thank goodness There is the going. NFL draft next week. Oh! Next week, Chris. Now, um, I don't – look, this is this is easily a, a, a top five event of the year for me. Wow, top five. Uh, look, easy, easily top ten. I'm going to sneak in. I mean, what's better than in there? Like, I mean, there's a Super Bowl. There's the AFL Grand Final. There's our Wedding draft anniversary. <laughs> When was? It? <laughs> did I? Did you miss it? It was a couple of weeks ago, I think. No, I said happy anniversary. I did. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> three kids, everyone. Three yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and another one on the way. So things are still happening now. Uh, uh, but uh, I but can't. I, I, can't I can't do my have a draft party. Last year no, no went around. Good, a good friend Barchi's house, yeah. and he cooked up a storm for us, and it was just a great day. Maybe we should all zoom. We'll all zoom and have a beer together while yeah, the NFL draft happens. That, that could be a, a good idea. Um, I'll try to ship off the kids as well for the day. Um, who else is also doing the draft on Zoom? Goodall, the NFL, <laughs> the NFL. We're going to see these jerseys being presented. Roger Goodell in their own home, in his home. basement. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, he's does he have young kids? I'd love for like oh, some young kids just to get in on the so shot. So good. Oh, that'd be the funniest I thing. I heard, I, I think I read somewhere that. Jerry pe- Judy goes to get off me. 
Go see your mum. <laughs> now I, I've heard that um, there's that people have been sharing his address so that people can go to his house and boo him. No, I read it on no. Twitter. <laughs> Well, it's not the draft without booing. Please ignore the peripheral noise while I announce that Joe yeah, Burrows yeah. is going. Oh, man. It's That'll crazy. Uh, oh, no, I can't wait. It's going to be interesting. Um, all GMs and coaches have cameras installed in their house, so wow. we'll get a little sneak peek and, you know, see how they're slumming it in their small apartments, no doubt. Yes. Or mega Hopefully mansions. no one's doing it on their phone and accidentally takes it to the toilet. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, please. God. Just a real Leslie Nielsen type stuff. <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious. We'll make a gun reference for you, Zul. Yeah, that's it went over my head. Um, <laughs> but no, NFL drafts gonna be great, and we're gonna be talking about why for fantasy in in a little while with Eric because yeah. um, dynasty is made up of these new guys coming in, and there's some great mm. great talent. I've never out there. been so invested in the NFL draft Joe as Burrows, I am this year. John Taylor, Swift, Jerry Judy, yeah. CD Lamb, like Ugh. there's some great names that you yeah. just want to make sure that you have on your team. You just coming into the next year and just wanting to know that. They go to good homes. That's right. That's what you want, really. That's it. So really, there's only a couple of bits of news um, right now. CMC, big news. Mm. Four years, $64 million contract. What Do you, do you reckon that's uh, money well spent? Yeah, 100%. He is absolutely- Has he got four years in him? Yeah, I think he does. He is a threat um, with the ball in his hands, whether he's running it or mm. catching it. And he catches it a heck of a lot. Yeah. Um, Really big contender for thousand thousand always, um, and so I think he's young. He's only twenty four, mm-hmm. and he's got time in him still to make you know make Carolina a big threat on yep. the ground um, for a long time to come. So he, the new quarterback Terry Bridgewater is going to love Teddy. Sims. Did I say Terry? Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Daddy Bridgewater. He's going to love CMC. I'd love him to be a Terry. <laughs> that would be great. Um, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, love it. I I love couldn't delve into it. the details of the contract. But I know, loves it as well. I don't, yeah, well, of course, any running back wants to see yeah, running backs get paid exactly. after the Melvin Gordon but fiasco. But no one is as good as CMC. <laughs> no. And look, uh, uh, and I guess- you could probably at least bank on the next two years being high quality. Yeah, for sure. Super, you know, Do you know if this is weighted? Well, that's that's what I was about to say. I haven't been able to, like I went on Sport Track and couldn't quite see the breakdown of the yeah, contract. Okay, they enough. hadn't released that yet. But generally deals this big, you know, you can start to get out of it by the last year or two before it ends yeah. without costing too much. But 64, I don't know what the guarantee is. It's probably out there. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, for sure. Either way, uh, the Panthers want him mm. and they've got him and that's a good thing for him, yep. I think, as well. Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick go from the Rams to the Texans for a second-round pick. Um, they needed someone. And, look, Brandon Cooks is good if he's healthy. healthy. It's the concussions that worry me. For sure. Do the Rams know something that they're not yeah. letting on? That's but, always an interesting But if he's thing. healthy, I, I think he's got a potential to do pretty well. Well, there's a big there. spot that's been, been left open by DeAndre Hopkins going. Nice one. Yeah. And I, I wonder if Texans. they'll use him. For, like, they've got Fuller and Steels. I don't think they'll use him all as a principally, like, deep yeah. threat guy. I think he'll get a lot of yeah. slot work or over the middle of that, you know, he could pick up quite a few receptions. For sure. And the Rams get a second round pick, which is great for the Rams. They, have, they need something. They, what do you think they do with that? What do they feel? Do they feel- well, their offensive line just- Needs help. I don't know. Just imploded last year. They need something. Obviously, injuries played a part. Yeah. But Goff needs time. He needs time he to pass. Time. Uh, with that, when he doesn't have time, they suck. So. And when he has time, he's actually very, very good. Fantasy-wise, yep. he's also very, very good. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, 
Oh, eight days away. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> um, Daryl Henderson is the running back there now. Yep. Um, and Malcolm Brown as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they roll with that or they pick up someone else. But that's I think I they've thinking. got too Who's many there? other needs, I reckon, though. No, that's it's fair. Um, yeah, he trusts the process there for their other skill players. Mm. All right, Chris. Yep. We've got a very special something coming up. Yes. Right about now. So I was thinking, how do you transition from this to a pre-recorded interview. I don't have like a sound drop to like, you know, like a whoosh or something. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so I'll, I'll work out. So if you can just lead us into that interview drop. Well, I was going to just oh, then. sorry. That's I just, where I was going. Did I just handbrake you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, so once again. Yes. Eric Quartz, special <sighs> guest. Oh, I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Arch, we're here yes. with a very special guest. Mm. Uh, very lucky. Uh, Eric Quartz is the senior writer and assistant editor for DynastyNerds.com, most recently writing the Intro to Dynasty series on Dynasty Nerds, which I highly recommend you read, Chris. Have uh, you read it? Oh, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. That's tick tick of approval. Uh, he's a must-follow on Twitter at EKBowler. Welcome to the pod, Eric. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the time out. Uh, just putting kids to bed now. It's late night. Last thing I would want to do is talk to people. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I've got three kids at home. As soon as they're in bed, uh, I'm on the couch, probably about to fall asleep myself in front yeah. of the TV. So. Yeah, yeah. Nap time sounds good, but yeah. I also like talking football. Yeah, so no, that's, that's right. right. Who doesn't like talking football? That's why we're here. That's why we're all here. Uh it's awesome to have you, Eric. We are dynasty noobs. Mm. Uh, we would love to know more. And so I guess- well, For starters, we say dynasty here instead of dynasty, I guess. That's probably yeah, that's the true. first thing that's true. you at. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Eric. appreciate that. Um, so really want to look at two things. Uh, we'll cover a heap of questions and stuff. But let's let's talk up dynasty, dynasty. Um, let's pump it up. And we want to know, okay- if we're just starting out, but how can we how can we start dominating? Why should we play Dynasty? Yeah, that's right. That's the biggest question. So tell us, Eric, why should we play Dynasty? Oh, uh, I mean, if you like fantasy football, you're going to love Dynasty, right? And that's, it's maybe not for, you know, your casual, you're in a $5 office pool with your wife's, you know, nephew <laughs> players. <laughs> Yeah. But if you if you're passionate about fantasy football and like you like it and you're you're into it and you're watching the games and you can't wait for waivers to run every week and you're trying to make trades, then you need to join a dynasty <laughs> league because um, all of that good stuff that people that that love that love fantasy football love about it is just squared in dynasty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so much more depth to the game. Trading is now. A necessity. Yeah. You can't build a dynasty team without trading. Oh, so good. Um, the rookie draft is <laughs> the highlight of the year. Like we look forward to that. Yeah. We spend all off season scouting rookies. You don't have to do that. Yeah. But it's fun. <laughs> and you can just as easily, you know, just join dynasty nerds, buy a Richie cup of coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. It's pretty good. But um, it's just more engaging. Right. And yeah. For me, there's a strong community around Dynasty Fantasy Football. Mm. So, such as yourself, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, since I've gotten really into it and started writing, I've met people from all over the world That's you know, awesome. that are as obsessed about football and fantasy yeah. football as I am. And uh, that in itself is, is pretty cool and rewarding. 
And um, yeah, man, why, why, why not? Yeah, you know, why not? Like, I mean, that description <laughs> just you, you is, sits, sits perfectly with me. If, me too. Uh, maybe not so much my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was ever getting into fantasy football no. on any level, uh, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we live with that. How did you get into it? What, what's your backstory? Uh, so, um, I've been playing fantasy football for maybe eight years or so. I'm not a super old school nineties player. Yeah. Uh, like some of the people that we come <laughs> on in here and, uh, and, um, I want to say the, you know, the, the first season I played, I did like, okay. Yeah. I drafted horribly. I remember drafting <laughs> CJ Anderson. Uh, yep. My first round pick, and this was the year that he completely busted. Yeah, I did that before. Yeah, it was like uh, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, that was when like the number one running back, and yep. then he just just trashed yep. the next year. <laughs> yep, and um, and then playing the waiver wire and like still making it into the playoffs, and and just you know the bug got me right. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. second year I won a championship, and then it was all over. Yeah, it's just the best feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. just who won the last championship like between us, right? Yeah, right. We all like feeling smart, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart when you win the ship, and um, yeah, and then you know, like money is like a bonus, right? So, yeah. um, yeah, just you know, I I love fantasy football, and um, you know, after a while, I I started to get really, really, really more into it, and you know, thinking about writing yeah. about it, and so on and so forth. And uh, like dynasty is just the natural progression for yeah. Yeah. anyone with a fantasy football habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cause it's, cause it's year round and it's deeper, it's depth, mm, you know, I, I know sure. the last, um, you know, three years I've made the playoffs in multiple redraft leagues and, you know, won at least a championship or like come up second and yeah. it starts to be, you can see how to win redraft leagues, right? <laughs> I mean, it's still really fun, but there's yeah. like there's a formula that works, right? Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, beating up on your friends from home like only gives you joy for so long. <laughs> um, I'm getting a lot know, of joy out you... of it still. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right, 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 right. But, it's still fun, yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the, the way I got into Dynasty after I was like, ah, I'm going to do this, and it was, it was honestly, I'm I haven't been playing Dynasty for for a long time. This is an embarrassing admission since I write for a dynasty <laughs> yes. football yeah. website and we're writing the intro to dynasty articles, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was after last season, um, not this past one, the year before. And, uh, and I, and I was bored and I was doing best ball leagues on draft and was like, I need to do something else. So I looked and, uh, I, I picked up, um, an orphan, right. It was my first, yeah, okay. first experience jumping in and, um, my first leagues I found on Reddit. Yep. And there's a pretty cool, I I'm more in the, the Twitter community. That's I think where you guys, you yeah, know, that's where know we are from. For sure. but yeah, but Reddit also has a pretty good yeah, awesome. fancy football community. And, um, yeah. And, you know, and jump, jumped into one orphan and then a couple of days later, I think it was maybe right after that rookie draft, I was like, I think I'm just going to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, after so, my third orphan, I uh, was like, you know, I should probably just start a league with my yeah, friends because this right. is so much fun. I want my friends from home to be able to yeah. play too. So I that's got, good. you know, the the guys that I knew that, that I knew would be into it, right? That are yeah. obsessive enough mm. and won, won home leagues that I'm in and uh, gathered them all up and yeah. and uh, did our first startup. Oh, that's awesome. You know? So yeah. that's pretty um, much so uh, last year. 
that's pretty much our story, I guess, at the moment where we're sitting. Exactly our story. Uh, <laughs> where I just yeah. want to do something. And what where you jumped into a whole bunch of orphans, I keep coming up to roadblocks because LeakSafe doesn't allow me to pay anything from Australia. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, ah, I just want to do it. And I don't want to just join a, a free league that potentially just folds. So uh, oh, I just can't wait to get started. We, what we did, we, well, yeah. we um, took out the TFL. It's our, um, I guess, what this podcast started from our redraft work league. And I've also got right. this other um, redraft league um, locally um, called the Birdie Bowl, uh, super ultra competitive, basically just cherry picked. Merge the two. Yeah. At the moment it's called the Merger Dynasty League. Uh <laughs> I'm still looking for a better name yeah. than that. But it's <laughs> no like, one's helped me out there. But. No, but that's all right. How important um, on that? Because we've obviously got good people, like we've intentionally gone and got good people in our league. Um, you you said you jumped into orphan leagues um, where you didn't know the people um, jumping mm. into it. How do you gauge um, like the culture of those leagues uh, and how important is, is culture in, in Dynasty? Yeah, I mean, and uh, you know, obviously, I mentioned that in, in some of the articles. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's it's it's key, right? I yeah. mean, I've played redraft leagues with strangers, like random public Yahoo leagues, and like, who cares? You're not yeah. really that's true. Talking Doesn't matter so much. With much. But dynasty, you're you're not you're not being successful or having fun in a dynasty league if you're not engaging with your league mates, right? Yeah, good call. Um, so much of it. I mean, part of what we like about it, right, is those conversations and so on. But also, as I said earlier, you're not going to win a dynasty league without building your team yeah. uh, through trades, right? Mm. You're just not. It's not like redraft where there's a rich waiver wire, right, yeah. that you can do that. I mean, that's that's basically how you win redraft leagues, yeah. right? You're first to the waiver wire, make the right pickups yeah. at the right times, and make good start sit decisions. Dynasty. You need to be able to see where your team is, see what your team needs are, yeah. go find trade partners and, and come to deals that are going to make both teams better. Mm. Um, whether, you know, you're rebuilding and they're, they're c- competing now or yeah. vice versa, or you just have opposing weaknesses. Um, but, and, and, and anyways, I, my favorite leagues are, are ones that I've just hopped in with people that are like-minded that I've yeah. met on Twitter and, yeah. and so on and so forth. And we have fun. I remember watching the playoffs this past year and like that was, I, I was watching them. I mean, you know, I'm 40, like I'm not throwing a Super Bowl party anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was, I was chatting with my friends, you yeah. know, in my sleeper leagues uh, on the sleeper league chat. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, we had a blast, you know, it was like, like watching it in a bar, you know, yeah. in, except we're all sitting home on our couches. <laughs> yeah. And, we got uh, the comfort level. That's, that's really important. So yeah. yeah, it's good that you can do that. I think um, the biggest change for me is going to be going, okay. Yeah. The draft is important. And especially in a startup, it's going to be really important, but Long term, that's it's only going to play a small part in how I build my team. Right. Whereas when I look at redraft, I'm like, okay, who I draft in that first, second, third rounds, like, going to be so crucial uh, to the right. result of that league. And like you said, the waiver wise, really, really important. Um, so I'm looking forward to that change of mindset and actually being able to kind of mm-hmm. go, all right, let's look into the future. Am I even playing for this year? Am I looking to you know dominate and win three seasons in a row? But that's in two years' time, like, and thinking that way. Like, I love that general manager kind of type mentality right. that you can put on. I so, wish yeah. I, I want to be a general manager now. I think that's just, <laughs> I, 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 I was just, if I had oh, the opportunity, I should be one. Yeah. 
Come on, every every football fan's favorite thing to do is to sit on the couch and criticize what the GM <laughs> yeah, did. 100%. Oh, you let him go? You yeah, traded yeah. him? Yeah, you drafted it. this guy? Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. Now, Chris, you're you're our commissioner. Yes. Do you have any questions for Eric around how you should be uh, setting this league up? Yeah, so I guess one thing I, I think uh, might have been the second article that you wrote was a lot about uh, bylaws and constitution and how that mm. – is really important. I've had a crack at uh, putting one together. I think generally I pretty much uh, blatantly copied one of your ones uh, that you put up there. <laughs> that's why we do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, how important is that? Um, because I'm getting a lot of uh, flack from my, my mate saying, <laughs> yeah. oh, why do I have to read this 15-page document? <laughs> yeah. So, so – no one's going to read your bylaws. Right? <laughs> but I put so much time fight. into it. <laughs> right. The ones that do read it are going to argue with you about everything. <laughs> but it, in the long run, it, it's going to save people from leaving the league. And it's going to save you from getting in fights with your friends. Because So the first league that I set up, right, not having had a lot of experience, I didn't know to do that. Yep. And... And fortunately it was, a, it's a good group of guys in there. So we didn't have like major blowouts, but we definitely had disagreements down the line about yeah. um, what was the big one. One of the big ones was right at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, the way that sleeper decided to seed the playoffs was not what people expected. Right. Yeah. I think it was cause we did divisions and it sent it either Either it didn't send the best teams from the divisions and it just spent the best scores yeah, uh, altogether yeah. and ignored the divisions, which wasn't what we expected, or it was the other way around. Mm -hmm. But I had to make a decision to either tell everybody, oh, you're all wrong and I was wrong the whole season, we're going to do this, or pull a team out of the playoffs, yeah, okay. put a different team in manually. Oh. And I was like, no matter what I do right now, Somebody's going to be pissed off. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's my fault because I didn't think this through in the first place, right? Yep. And, um, you know, it, again, like mostly my friends wasn't a big deal. Kid didn't leave the league. He complained a little bit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but so that's I, I think it's key, man. And it, you know what? And you're still probably you're still probably going to have disagreements. Yeah. But um, it, you'll you'll refine them and yep. you'll, you'll fill stuff in. I had uh, we did a writers league with some of the dynasty nerds people and some of the guys from dynasty happy hour also a good pod and a yep. good website Tyler and those guys are, are pretty cool and uh <laughs> there was such a kerfuffle and like so much <laughs> argument about bylaws and starting and um I, I forget, it was like one certain things we're going to unlock and roster sizes and how many tactics yeah, wow. <laughs> that before we started the season <laughs> The league had folded. No. <laughs> we didn't draft. We didn't make it to the rookie draft. Oh. So is that the bylaws that I copied? That's from your article? <laughs> Possibly. So yeah, that was, those would be from those would be from Jeff yeah. Jeff Abercrombie. He wrote them yeah. for that one. And then we actually so we saved the league, like the six or seven of us that weren't sour and were just <laughs> yeah. like, hey, we just want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Took it, resurrected it, got yeah. some people from Twitter to play with us that were good league mates that we're already playing with. Yeah. And we turned that one into the, um, the fantasy football SmackDown League. And it now has a uh, like a WWE theme to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it's all wrestling oriented. Yeah, nice. And we made a cool rule. 
and uh, the playoffs go into a Royal Rumble format no, no. where it's like four teams in an all play. Right. So it's not seated. Um, so we thought that was a cool twist to make yeah. it a little different than yeah. we're all in, you know, 10 or yeah. 15 leagues. <laughs> and, um, you know, a little excitement. You can sneak in as yeah. the uh, sixth seed and, you know, win to the championship. Right. Mm. Um, so yeah, just a bit on on commissioning then, like with the arguments with bylaws. Um, obviously, where our one's about to start up, we haven't fully solidified. Us, you know, we can't meet at the moment, so we can't really. It's hard to discuss it. But um, when you're coming up to decisions, would you recommend a commissioner sort of does a just a majority rules vote on most things, or do you think I should just make executive decisions and say uh, this is what we're doing? Um, for the most part, I like to vote on everything. Uh, I think it does kind of depend on, on what it is. There's a few things I'll put my foot down on just cause I think they're, they're things that'll kill the league yeah. and I'm really explicit about those. And I'll tell everyone the one thing we had in my league recently was there was one, um, one of the vocal league members was, uh, asking if we could put Institute trade vetoes, like have the league vote on trades. And for me, that's, that's a hard no, yeah. a hard pass. Um, just you could have two, two, two teams that agree on a trade and they're happy with it and have the rest of the league voted down. Yeah. And it's not fair. Mm. That's that. And, uh, I mean, I saw last week, you know, someone that was, that posted a scenario like that on, on, on Twitter and was saying, Oh, this was the trade. And it was like, it wasn't a great trade. It was a little bit lopsided, but yeah. it wasn't crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and both those teams left the league. Cause the team had voted down. So yeah, that's that was my hard pass, but yeah. um, generally, yeah, I, I'll vote on stuff. I think league majority is fine. Um, I, I'm all about, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm commissioning the league for the league, right? Like yeah. so we can all vote in it, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a dictator. Yeah. The, the few things like the trade thing that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a hard line on. I, I aren't even cause I care that much. It's just cause, I know that um, if we don't do those, it's likely to kill the league. Yeah, that's right? sure. Or more likely to leave. Everything I do is I want to avoid conflict. Yeah. I want to make it smooth. I want people to be able to have fun. I want to encourage trades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, league vote is the most important thing. Even in my league, we instituted rules this year that, like, I don't, I don't even like. Like, personally, you'll get a million different opinions on this. I think tanking's okay. If you want to tank, that was my next question. Money. If you want, <laughs> if you want to tank, tank. You know, you're yeah. giving everyone else in the league a free win. You're basically contributing a free buy into the pot. Yeah, that's fine. You know, um, what we instituted, and I recommend this for most leagues, um, uh, maximum points for rule. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Yeah, talked about it yeah. a little bit, and uh, basically makes it so the worst team is going to get the best pick, right? Yeah. Even if um, they won a few games out of luck. Right. Yeah, it goes sure. really like, you know, the players on your roster, what you should have mm. played. And, um, and that's, that's really balancing that takes some of the, like the tanking arguments out of it. Yeah. Um, the reason I, I say tanking's fine is because as soon as you start telling people they can't tank, you're going to get in arguments about what's <laughs> tanking and what's not yeah. Yeah, that's true. like you, you benched Andre Hopkins for, you know, Kenny Stills, right? Like <laughs> they're tanking, right? But what if, what if I just, you know, Hopkins had a shutdown corner and Kenny Stills, I thought he had a good matchup and it's just yeah, a slippery yeah, slope. It so is. Like, I don't want to get into those arguments. So it's either like 
do what you want or we're just going to remove it from the equation entirely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think well, that's what we're heading towards max points for for our, our one. Yeah. Um, on to, I guess, other things that I guess are slightly commissioner-based but also just general formats. The, mm. It seemed like... In our five years of just playing redraft, it's been, you know, one quarterback, two running backs, two mm. wide receivers, one flex. flex a tight and, end. Yeah, tight end, uh, kick of defense. Now, we've gotten rid of kickers and defenses for our dynasty league. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just in case you started getting worried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seemed, since delving, since starting this pod and delving into fantasy Twitter, Superflex is just, Everywhere, and yeah. what what are your thoughts on Superflex? Should I try to convince my league mates to try something new when they're already this whole dynasty for all of us is brand new? Yeah, is that too much yeah. of hey, a learning no, curve? No, no better time to introduce it than when you're already kind of shifting the league format. I think, and the so the analogy to Superflex is PPR ten years ago, right? Yeah. So when people started playing PPR, they started playing PPR because start or you know drafts looked like running back running back running back running back running back yeah. running back and the first two rounds are just running backs right yeah. there was no balance there was no strategy to it you were just you're taking the best running backs you could and then you were throwing in the other spots after mm-hmm. so anyone that's been playing redraft or dynasty in a single quarterback leagues for more than a few years or has read about this or anything knows you don't draft a quarterback early, right? Like draft your quarterback in the 10th round. Hmm. Last year, uh, last year, the redraft league that I did win, um, it was actually, it was a super flex. We did two quarterbacks, but my two quarterbacks that I played in the championship were Andy Dalton and, uh, I don't know, Andy Dalton was my other one that I won. Uh, it was Ryan Tannehill and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that I won the Super Bowl <laughs> with, right? But the point is that for the most part, quarterbacks are replaceable, right? Yeah. I mean, last year was an extreme case because so many people got injured. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so Superflex takes that off the table, right? Now quarterback becomes a valuable position, and the reason that it's better is because it adds more flexibility to the draft. Yeah. You know, if, um, if, if you're going to win your league every time by just being the guy that's smart enough to take Ben Roethlisberger in the 10th, <laughs> then it, like I said, it kind of takes some joy out of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if all of a sudden now you have to start two quarterbacks, you're in a 12 team league or maybe even a 14 team league. Uh, there's not enough quarterbacks for everyone to have three good quarterbacks. Yeah, on that's right. Roster, right? So now that position becomes precious and now it's, you know, do I take, uh, you know, do I take who like Miles Sanders and the backside of the second, or am I taking, you know, Kyler Murray there, or maybe it's Carson Wentz or it's Dak Prescott, right? Which one's going to be more valuable to my team. Yeah. And um, it just makes the draft so much more fun. It opens up more options for trades because now there's another position that's a commodity and there's another position that there's scarcity to. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's those are the things that I like in a league is it just gives you more ways to win, right? Yep. Like uh, instead of there being a pretty simple, like formulaic straight by that, oh, I picked the right guy in rounds one and two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you look at the teams that win super flex leagues, 
there's so much variance and so much variety to them. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, good. That's, is that sort of similar sort of, uh, rationality, uh, rationality is that a word? Uh, tight end <laughs> premium is that, that's sort of the same sort of it's idea. The exact same thought process. And I think that, um, in the next couple of years, you're going to see at least super flex become the norm, even in redraft leagues. Yeah, wow. I was listening to, um, one of the most mainstream podcasts there is the CB CBS sports one. I like those guys, There's yep. some smart guys on there and they are literally the mainstream media. And they were talking about, Oh, in the next year or two, we get to start making this a standard. Yeah. Wow. And it was exactly the arguments that, that we said. So, yep. I mean, you're probably going to see that on like CBS redraft league soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get on, know, the, uh, the, get on the group people, chat, <laughs> get on the group yeah. chat. <laughs> Yeah, hop in there. And a tight end premium, same thing, right? And yeah. it's just more ways you can build a team. All of a sudden, now, um, you know, those top tight ends are first round picks, second round picks. Mm. Those middle round tight ends become viable flex starters. Um, one of my tight end premium leagues that I drafted this year, I took George Kittle and then I took Darren Waller and then I took, you know, uh, Tyler Higby later on. Yeah. Then I took Sternberger and, uh, <laughs> you know, those guys can become valuable. Yeah, right? If any one of those mid-level tight ends blows up, now you have a, a really valuable chip that you Absolutely. can create or you can start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. You want to create value, like a depth of value in those positions, don't you? Because in redraft, like it's like in it when it's it's just, just running backs and wide receiver trades. That's all you, yeah, that's all you get. Tight right. ends are, and quarterbacks are, are useless on the trade table. But if you want to play dynasty, it sounds like you've really got to make sure that every single player has some sort of value that can be uh, moved across the table. Yeah, I mean, or it, it makes the things that I love about dynasty. Uh, more, more, more prevalent, right? Yeah, for like, sure. I think like we, we could talk about it. it's like that. It's the, the more options, more ways to win. And that means more engagement. Yeah. Right. If, if, if there's more pieces that are valuable and mm. more ways to play, yeah. um, you're going to have more trade talks. There's going to be more rookies in that rookie draft that are valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's good. Now, one thing that I've, you've said in your article is that it's always trade season. Mm. Um, how how true is that? Is it always trade season in your leagues, or do you have like deadlines for certain um, for certain periods, or like yeah, no, nothing in this time of the year, or you just like not nah, trade all you want? So that's one thing that you'll see a lot of different leagues handle differently. Yeah, um, there is a lot of leagues that have a trade deadline, and it'll be you know week ten or week twelve. Um, the idea being that you know cut it off before the playoff push, yeah. so you don't have the contenders sell the farm yep. to get pieces yep. off the non-contending teams, just like in redraft, right? Where it's just like, you know, it's a league balance thing. Yeah. More leagues have that late. Uh, some leagues don't have it at all. And again, like I'm a free market guy. I think that's yeah. the yeah. most fun. My, yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, I'm in one league where, you know, at the deadline, like, was at the deadline. It was the night before the Super Bowl in the league. I traded away Julio and Drew Brees. Right to a guy that was contending for yeah. the Super Bowl, and I was like, "My team's not good." <laughs> I got yeah, yeah. a quarterback that's thirty nine years old, <laughs> yeah, a stud wide receiver. Don't get me wrong; don't sell Julio for cheap, right? Yeah, Julio's yeah, no. a wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gonna be a wide receiver one for like four years. But I got back a young stud wide receiver and a young stud quarterback that met my team's needs yeah. better because I, yeah, I wasn't a very good team, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's more fun, and it was more fun for me in that position, right? Like it gives. Rebuilding teams, another option where 
you know, you have some of those veteran pieces that maybe you weren't able to move during the season. And then now all of a sudden they become important at the end of the yeah. season because yeah. someone got hurt. I'd, I'd be pretty uh, annoyed if I was the opponent of that guy <laughs> just <laughs> waltzing into the final and that's that's who I've got to face now. Yeah, it, but but it's fair game. Everyone can do it. Yeah, that's right? right, yeah. And um, the irony was that the two pieces he traded me back both had a better week, but <laughs> yes. he still won anyway. <laughs> so it was, that's always the I got back. That's fantasy yeah, football back. in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. But he still won, so I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good about this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I think the, the thing about dynasty is there's, I think we talked about a little bit earlier, but there's so many different reasons to trade, right? Like, yeah. you, and there's so many different, you're not just trading player for player. You have these rookie picks, right? Which are, those are the cash of the yeah. dynasty world. And so you can be, I can buy players because I want to go all in on this year. Yeah. I can sell players and stack more rookie picks and, and, mm. and play for next year. Yeah. And, uh, for me, I'm, I'm a guy where I'm a, I'm a bargain shopper. I'm always going to buy any player when I think he's undervalued by the yeah. other team. Yeah, right? for sure. That's not, you know, I don't, I don't go into trades being like, Oh, I'm going to pillage this guy. I'm going to take him. But if, if it's worth, you know, if, if you love Tyler Boyd and you think he's worth a first round pick, that's like a one Oh four and, and a second round pick, then I, I'm going to sell him to you. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think he's worth a little bit less than that. Yeah. You might be right. But if, yeah. if that's where I'm at in my valuation and I think that I'm doing well taking that back, then, you know, I'll make that trade 10 times out of 10. And I like that because there are trades that both teams can be happy with, right? Like yeah. you can both win uh, in trades and yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. I guess that's that's probably where my biggest learning curve is going to be is what what are these rookie picks worth? Yeah, and mm. I, I've seen uh, on a, I think you've put it on a couple of your articles um, a bit of a, a, a I guess a pick value chart so to speak. So <laughs> overlaid a startup draft found that really helpful. That's but great. I, I assume that changes year in year out because you know there's no Saquon Barkley coming out who would be probably a first right. round pick or. Yeah. Um, so I, there's a trade chart in one of them, right? And that the cool thing about that was that was a startup we did where we drafted the rookie picks yeah, into the that. startup, right? As though they were players, although they're not players yet. And I think that better than anything else gives you an idea of where those what those rookie picks are really worth. Yeah. And that was that wasn't like a writer's league, but it was a bunch of people that are in a lot of leagues that are veterans, that are smart dynasty players. Like that specific draft was it was a hard draft. You yeah. know, I didn't come out being like, Oh, my team's full of superheroes. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, and, it's the uh, thing I guess Eric, I took out of that is like, if I wanted to get someone like a, I don't know, Ezekiel Elliott or Michael Thomas, like mm. that's a first round rookie pick is nowhere near the, the asking price. No. And, and I guess no, in and, my head, I just hear the word first round pick. I think that's heaps, but in right. a rookie draft, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys being like, pretty, pretty new into dynasty. You got to like, make sure you understand the difference in value between startup picks yeah. where like a first round startup pick is, is platinum. Yeah. It's un, untouchable, right? It, it, it's one of the 12 best players in the league Yeah, and a first round rookie pick. If you know, if the one, one, and you're the luckiest guy on the planet, it'll turn into one of those 12 players, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, and that's, that's probably, uh, you know, maybe a 30 or 40% chance, yeah. right? That like you're high. For pretty low pick. Yeah. 
yeah, it's not good. And that's the, <laughs> the last article I did. And that was some of that research was stuff I was still, you know, doing and like understanding the numbers that was frightening. That's yeah. one reason I write some of this stuff, right? Because now <laughs> I know it better and it gives me an advantage, right? Yeah. But um, that's so the hit rate for a first round rookie draft pick is 40%. Yeah, I know. I saw that <laughs> and, and I was like, that's crazy. That's, that's so low. Like, <laughs> It's, it's right. it makes you willing to trade it because there's a there's a come across that sometimes that just the the phrasing oh here have my first round pick like in a rookie draft and that will entice people more than it's worth oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's so we call it rookie fever right yeah, yeah. everyone wants those we've been hearing about those players since the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. nothing else except like yeah you know hearing about them watching them mock yeah. drafts this yeah. that the other thing <laughs> yeah. And uh, right now, all of those players are superstars in our heads. <laughs> yes, that's right. The reality is that half of them aren't going to see the field this year. That's right. You know? Yeah. Or, or, or they'll see the field and they'll be bad. Uh, so last year, I, I, I did a lot of rookie drafts, right? I think I had eight of them all together. And I, I tend to spread out my teams when I have a lot of them, right? I yeah. take a little bit different tact with all of them. If yeah. there's guys that I love, I'll take them. But I try to get the value that's on the board and, and with the rookie drafts, because particularly, like I said, last year was my first year. Like so I, I didn't, I, I didn't feel like super confident in my evaluations of anyone. I didn't yeah. know who to listen to and straight up, you'll listen to three really smart people tell you the exact opposite things about yeah. the same player. Right. All with conviction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All certain they're right. <laughs> so I took people like I took Marquise and I had a lot of late picks too. So Marquise Brown, who panned out a little bit. He had yeah. a couple good games and got hurt. But I also got people in, say, the top of the second, back into the first, like JJ Arcega Whiteside. Like, <laughs> you know him? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Right? Yeah, look, How'd he, that work out? Oh, well, look, he starts based on our injuries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon I'd have a good shot yeah. starting over there. No, he played yeah. like seven games and got two catches. That's rubbish. Year, right? It's not good. Yeah, no, um, not at all. <laughs> Andy, Andy Isabella, I got a couple of shares of him. Yeah. Like, he had like one exciting moment where we're like, oh, 70 yard touchdown pass. He's going to be a superstar. And then yeah. barely saw the field for the That's rest right. of the year. Yeah. Um, I got shares of Damian Harris. Yeah. Eh, could, could pan out. Yeah. Um, Daryl Henderson, I took in a second. Yeah. That looks like that might pay dividends this year, but that's right. Um, didn't, didn't feel good last year, you know? Yeah. Mm. And again, it's just this theme of like, okay, who I get this year. It's, I can't think just about this year. Can I, I have to be thinking what could potentially come, come about in, in mm-hmm. two, three, heck, even four or five years time. And that's a, it's a yeah. challenge for us redraft thinkers uh, to start thinking that yeah. way, but it's, don't, uh, don't get, yeah. I was gonna say, don't get too caught up in that though. Cause you're still trying to win the ship, right? Yeah, you're trying sure. to win the ship this for year. Sure. And if you're not trying to win it this year, you should be trying to win it next year. Yeah. Right. Like you talk about like two, two or three year window and I, I'm, I'm, I'm two year, you know, yeah. if my team sucks this year, I'm trying to break it down enough to get like the one oh one and yeah. then like maybe a high round pick the next year. Yeah. And the third year I want to be playing for it. Cause otherwise you're just throwing money away. Yeah. No, fair call. Now, all right, I'm gonna take this a bit of a selfish uh, avenue. So if you could not listen to this, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. Uh, I've been I've been trying to read up on a whole lot of startup draft strategies, right? Now, one of the I've got the one oh three in our league. And so I'm, I'm, prob- I'm assuming it's going to be Michael Thomas, you know, if the first two picks play out as I'd expect. 
but you know the picture. You guys are you're not a super flex right now. You're not a, not yeah, not, yeah. If that look, if that changes these, this strategy mm-hmm. out the window, but I've I've heard of the uh, that trading back is a really good mm-hmm. idea to I guess build up uh, some. Uh, build your squad. So I'm thinking, all right, do, do I try to trade down with the 103 to say Rowan with the 109? I, I threw out a trade at him. I had no idea whether it was worth it or not. <laughs> so if he accepted, I don't, don't know. I if didn't I feel- accept. Uh, t- do you remember what it was? Uh, it was- so obviously we'd trade the 103. I'd give him the 103 and he'd yeah, give me he the 109. For 109, 309 and a 2021 first. No. Yeah. What do you reckon about something like, is that sort of, am I in the ballpark? My valuation there. About right, or am I asking for too much? Uh, you would do really well on that trade. I would if do. you got that. Yeah. So that would be great. And here's the thing: even people that know what they're doing fairly well in startups have a hard time assessing the value yeah. of those jumps, right? Like I, I feel pretty comfortable with it now, but I've done 15 startups in two years, and I've literally created a trade chart and written three <laughs> articles about it. Right. <laughs> Last year, it was like I was just taking stabs in the dark, yeah. and Basically, it's worth what the other guy will pay you, yeah. right? So always say that. And I'm not, again, don't start out trying to take advantage of your, your league mates because you'll sour relationships and you will hopefully you're playing with these people for a long time. Yeah. But it's worth what they'll pay you. So yeah. if someone really wants Michael Thomas, which they should because he's the best wide receiver in the league, you might get good value to trade yeah. up. But I mean, what's good value? Uh, I mean, I've seen people pay a, a first round rookie pick to move up 12 spots. Um, that's great. I think if you can trade, you know, your one three and get the one nine and then maybe a, a, a good third round pick like yep. that in itself is probably okay value, but you can probably get something on top. Yeah. Probably not a 21 first. I don't think a lot of, uh, seasoned players would, would give you that, but you might be able to get like a 21 second or maybe you can get a mid round pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, trading back can be great because so those players at the top were a huge advantage last year, right? But how many of those guys, how many of the guys that are first round startup picks this year were first round startup picks last year? Some of them were, right? Mm. But a lot of them pushed up from the second round last year. Some of those guys were a few rounds back last year. And some of the guys that were first round startup picks or early round startup picks last year and the year before are now mid round picks. Look at you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, what, who was the one one two years ago, right? It was, uh, Todd Gurley or it was Dave Johnson. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Uh, can change so Where quickly. Guys now, you know? <laughs> so yeah. the point is that the, the players at the top change quickly, but there's still a lot of talent in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round yeah, yeah. in a startup draft. So, um, that's the idea, right? Is that you're going to accumulate extra picks in that round yeah. and those rounds, while only losing a little bit of value, right? And that's dynasties in a lot of ways a value game. Don't get too caught up in that and lose sight of like winning. Yeah. But um, that that value is capital that you can spend and then go buy better players for. Yeah. And and straight up, like having it, it can be better to have you know four solid wide receiver twos than it can to have like one wide receiver one yeah. and then yeah. a bunch of scrubs, right? Yeah. Um, Oh, cool. That's really important. I think, like, isn't it? Like, depth is something that's really new for us. Mm. Like, depth in yeah in redraft is it's the wave of wire. But for us, right. it's it's uh, how many players off of the, 
on the bench, yeah. are we actually able to confidently play on the, on the field? Uh, <laughs> or do you need to, right? Like yeah. you need a couple of guys for bye weeks and that's it. Yeah, that's yep. true. Um, in, in your startup drafts that you've done, what do you have a general strategy that you kind of build around or um, like obviously the format Superflex Titan Premium will probably affect that a little bit. Um, let's say you are drafting in a, in a Superflex. Uh, where do quarterbacks go and um, – how important uh, is that to in the first, say, three rounds? Yeah. So um, in a super flex startup, you'll see Mahomes at 101 usually. Uh, if it's not him, then it's CMC and he's the 102. Yeah. Um, you'll see Lamar Jackson right now, usually at the 104. Um, I mean, I can refer you to an article uh, one of my, lead, uh, my, my teammates wrote, um, like wins above a placement, but the two biggest advantages in fantasy football last year, Christian McCaffrey and then Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But for the most part, quarterbacks still like the elite quarterbacks don't give you as much of an advantage as the elite running backs, elite wide receivers. And, and this is one of the things from this article. I'll, I'll send you guys a link when we're done. Uh, I can't remember it right now, but for your viewers, you can retweet it for them. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, um, Jeff Henderson's wins above replacement. Really, really cool. So basically he, he does a bunch of math and yeah. the point is you should be drafting, <laughs> drafting running backs, yeah. right? Wide receiver is not as important. There's not yeah. much separation between the best yeah. and the middle. Yeah, best, right? sure. um, and then tight ends was the other thing he found. But the reason that we love like Mahomes is because one, he is a separator. He's consistently awesome. He's in an awesome offense, good coach Two. He's 23 years old. Yeah. So in Tennessee, yeah. you have the best quarterback for the next 12 years. I'd love to just say that again. It'd be so <laughs> right? good. And that's an advantage. So yeah. I had some of my startups that I did last year, some of my first ones, I played chicken with quarterbacks, even in start, right? Just like we were talking about in yeah. redraft, right? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Just, just wait, just wait. Problem is I wound up with, uh, rosters where I have, um, where I got Josh Allen. Great. That's a win. And yeah. then I was starting Andy Dalton. Yeah. Uh, Rivers, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Which wasn't the end of the world last year for a little while this year, it looked like I had one quarterback, yes. right? Cause yes. Philip Rivers took a while to land if the co the Colts and yeah. Andy Dalton might not have a job or maybe he starts for the Bengals again. If they don't take Burrow. Yeah. But getting a quarterback in a super flex league in a rookie draft means you have to have the one-on-one or the one-on-two yeah. or you're taking a chance on, um, you know, a guy like last year, Daniel Jones fell, right? Yeah. Yeah. People thought he was bad. Everyone thought he was terrible and he's pretty good, you know, yeah. but you could get him at like the one eleven, 11, one twelve, two Oh one, two Oh two. Yeah. For um, sure. But that's yeah. not typical, right? I, I, love, I love the idea of, capturing a glimpse of that GM search for the franchise quarterback in, in your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, being quarterback hell is not great. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Uh, Chris, yep. uh, what else is on your mind about Dynasty? <laughs> um, oh, sort of like gone all over my little question sheet of, of what I wanted to ask. Um, well, let's one thing I've tried to delve into and to try to give myself a bit of an advantage is I've tried to start scouting some rookies. Now, I'm an Australian. I, I grew up watching Australian rules football and cricket. And I don't not know what I'm. I don't know what I'm looking for when I'm trying to work out the differences between Swift, Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Like, what's what am I yeah. looking for? Um, one thing I have found helpful is um, the film nerds 
actually watching mm-hmm. someone else watch film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> those guys are good too. Yeah. Those, those, all three of them yeah. are, yeah. are sharp. They're fantastic. But, um, what do you, what does your sort of pre rookie draft process look like? Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's a great tool, right? Um, the film nerds. Um, I do listen to a lot of pods from a lot of other people that are like, I didn't play football. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a yeah. football fan. Like I have yeah. two eyeballs. I read a lot. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of other people, but you know, I, I've studied these things, but I, I don't like intuitively know and look at it and be yeah. like, Oh, that running back was supposed to hit the a gap. And instead yeah. he bounced <laughs> it outside the yep. B gap. Cause he was looking for a big play. Like I have to like either watch it 12 times or yeah. like listen to someone else. Yeah. Tell me things like that. Similarly with like a quarterback, you know, scouting the field, like did he miss the early read? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm learning these things still, yeah. I'm studying a lot, but, um, so it's good to get, uh, you know, help and feedback and, and the opinions from people that have been doing this their whole lives that played the sport or, you know, quasi professional or professional scouts. And there's a lot of them out there. Um, like I love Matt Waldman and all the guys on his team, yep. uh, Schofield and, uh, they're, they're all awesome. Uh, Jared and Nick Whalen from the film nerds are awesome. Um, there's a lot of other great guys out there, but I also do watch a lot of film myself because at some level, like when you start hearing everybody having differing opinions and all sounding like they're right, it's like, who's actually right? Like I gotta, I gotta put my eyeballs on this. Um, so I did watch a lot of film this year. Um, I, I did use the, uh, the dynasty nerd film room, not to ruthlessly plug my team's product. That's but great. It, it's a good product. Unless you watch games in five minutes, yes, yes. Of 60 minutes of YouTube. And I don't know if you guys have had the experience of watching a game on YouTube or something and trying to figure out which player is yes. yours yeah. <laughs> is the guy you're trying to scout. Yeah. Cause sure. you know, you know, you're like looking up their number and then you're like, Oh damn, that wasn't him. That was the other right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's hard. I thought you know, I was watching the, the, the running back with dreadlocks is generally <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So I, I, I did do that. And, you know, I, I again, I, I spent a lot of time in the past couple of years, um, you know, listening to really smart people and yeah. what's important to them. Um, I, I, I do, um, you know, I like seeing running backs that can create on their own. Yeah. I like seeing running backs that are seeing what's there. Um, one of the big, you know, negatives to me, if I'm watching running backs is that guy that's, um, He's missing the hole. He's trying to bounce. He's looking for the big play instead of taking the yards that are there. Um, you know, so like those are some of the things that I look for there. And then also, if you're going to start, you know, watching film on your own, one of the things that's important for me is that you, you're thinking about who they're playing, right? If it's, excuse me, if it's LSU and they're playing at fill in the blanks with like a weak, you know, yeah. college yeah. team <laughs> and they're just running amok over them, well, like, how does that D line compare to yeah. LSU's offensive line? Right. Yeah, for is, sure. Uh, is Clyde Edwards Hilaire just blasting through wide open holes because there's only six men in the box yeah. and the defensive line is outmatched. Everyone looks like a superstar when they made yeah. a four yard wide hole for you. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I do like seeing guys that can, that can break tackles. I like seeing guys that get through the holes. I like seeing guys that, are reading their blocks up the field and, and being able to set them up with their motion. Um, you know, and, and that's, I think that's one of the most important things to me is that as I've started to understand more what like they're supposed to be doing and what they're supposed <laughs> to be watching for, I'm starting to be able to see when guys are doing that. Yeah. Mm. And even at running back, 
what you're seeing on the field and, and how you're able to, to manipulate the play and, and, and be where you're supposed to be on the play. That's the difference between a good, a good back and a bad back. And, uh, even more so at, at all the other positions, right? I mean, wide receiver, I like seeing nice routes, right? And if you're, you know, you don't know what routes are supposed to look like, that's <laughs> kind of ambivalent, but you, you watch a guy and you can see some of the guys that are like rounding through their breaks and you can see the guys like watch like a Jerry Judy playing and he makes his break and all of a sudden the cornerback's three yards away from him, Yeah, you know? And then, you know, watch, uh, uh, you know, more like a, like a chase Claypool, like make a break. And this is a big, strong, fast dude. He makes the break and the cornerbacks on his back still. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because he's not running sharp. Yeah. He isn't a burst. He doesn't have suddenness through it. Mm-hmm. Um, that like lateral agility that they, they take to make the movements. Um, I like seeing wide receivers when they can set up, um, set up the DBs and, and get off the line. Um, like, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, you know, kind of, popular sleeper, right? He's going like the third round. I love Van Jefferson. Yep. There's some tape of Smart him against down. Derek Stingley <laughs> from LSU. And uh, Stingley is probably one of the best quarterbacks in college football, right? Van Jefferson, not like a first round, probably not a second round pick in the NFL draft, but he's a technician. His yep. dad's a football coach. And that kid runs awesome routes. And he builds off the routes to set people up. Mm. Um, you watch that tape and you'll see him throw the dead leg out and shake him one way. And then a few plays later, like five minutes later in the game, you'll see him do that same thing and then break something else out of it. And you can see Stingley watch what he's doing and anticipate the motion, yep. but then be wrong because yeah. Dan Jefferson has a plan. He's wow. planning two steps ahead. Yep. And it's just like, that stuff's exciting for me to see, you know, sure. you know, they have the mind. Um, they're, they're moving efficiently and they're moving with purpose, you know, and that's, that's something I hear a lot of scouts talk yeah. about in a positive way, yeah. like having a plan, moving with purpose. And, and I see that you can see that on film, you know, I'm not parroting something that I heard a smart guy say, like, that's a thing that you watch with that in mind and yep. you'll see the guys that do it and you'll see the guys that don't. Yeah. Um, but that's on the awesome. other hand, like, a lot of these guys are rough, right? So there might be a wide receiver that like, he's not doing that well, but he's going to get onto a good NFL team and, and yeah. work with a good, you know, wide receivers coach and yeah. learn that. And he's already a freak athlete. Mm. Um, like someone like Cortland Sutton came in yeah. and it was real rough, not good. His rookie year didn't look great. And then this year looked awesome. Yeah. Or uh, DJ Chark, like DJ Chark yeah. couldn't get on the field last year. And yeah. then this year was, was good. looks like a budding superstar, yeah. you know? Um, quarterbacks it quarterbacks super hard to scout even like really really smart people yeah. are wrong most of the time about <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks but you know i like i like trying to watch and see if um you know is he just looking at his first read is uh the coach scheming things open like uh lincoln riley offense like you're watching an oklahoma game mm. he gets someone open yeah like, the coach gets someone open yeah. on every play and mostly those quarterbacks have an easy read quick read yeah. quick pass to play. I'm not taking anything away from Baker or Kyler, even Jalen Hurts. Like he's a good player, but um, the scheme is doing a lot, right? For the sure. scheme is helping the receiver yeah. look great and it's helping the quarterback look great. Yeah. Um, but I, I like watching and seeing if a quarterback is going through his progression. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If the first guy is not open, is he stuck on him and just doing this and stutter stepping? Or is he moving through, checking it down, you know, yeah. checking it down or, or, or throwing it out of bounds when he doesn't have anything? Um, that's pretty important to me. Yeah, and then, cool. 
I, I think, you know, even if you're not an educated, you know, football mind, you, you can watch, you, you know, uh, are the balls arriving on time? Um, are they arriving with good velocity or is he, is he just crushing it on short passes and, and, you know, leaving hospital passes out there yeah. for his wide receivers on deep balls? Um, is he leading the guy or does the guy have to stop and break his motion and break his stride to get it? Yeah. Um, those sort of things I think that like, we can pick up on pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. And, and then um, I guess in my mind, half of all this stuff goes out the window after the NFL draft when we actually see right. where they land. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And that's, and that's huge. You know, it's huge. Draft capital is the most important thing in yeah. pretty much every, uh, every data driven scouting model, right? Yeah, like you just sure. know like JJ Jack or any of those guys and they're like draft capital is king. But on the other hand, I do think you can avoid some landmines if you watch the tape and yeah, you're like, definitely. This guy's not good. Yeah, you know, he's a really good football player. Yeah, I don't care where they're taking him. Yeah, um, David you know, David one, one Montgomery is probably a, a good good uh, point there. He had the opportunity, right? You know, and you know who reminded me of, of Montgomery tape this year in a lot of ways was Zach Moss. And there's some great stuff on his tape. He's a good pass catcher. Saw some of that, but I also saw a lot of him just you know, like not bursting through holes. His O-line stuck, stunk. It was bad. It was yep. a bad O-line, right? But you, you see him like trying to turn the one-yard gain into a five-yard gain and and, and losing two, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff. And um, I'm just like, does he see the game well? You know, yeah. is, he, is he making the, the good reads? And I don't know. I guess guys can, can learn and improve on that way. But yeah. There's a lot to read yeah. into it, and I think it's just... Um, I just can't wait to get it. It's going to be good. Like I'm just looking forward to seeing all of this pan out. It's going to be really exciting. Eric, and we are unfortunately running out of time. It has been so informative. Your wife's going to get a haircut or something, is yeah, that Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, it's, it's been awesome talking to you. Like Seriously, if for someone who is about to step into the world of Dynasty, you have just made it feel like uh, really exciting. And yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I'm the same. I can't wait to jump in. I'll probably um, pick up three orphans this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, why not? Yes. Hey, one thing about picking up orphans, I meant to say this before, but league safe is obviously a big thing. One of the orphans that I stumbled on, the rest of the league had just been burned by a con man, right? On Reddit who oh, literally had brutal. them Venmo and money and then walked away. Yeah. So that, and well, then okay. my other thing about picking up orphans is you can hop in that chat and talk to those people before you start sending anyone money. If you hop in there and you're like, these people kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just leave. Yeah, yeah. I've had 100%. that experience and done that, you yeah. know, I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't yeah. want to do that. You know, I don't yeah. want to talk to you guys all the time. No, yeah. for so, sure. No, that's great. Yeah, no, the pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me on. This is a blast. Uh, yeah, getting a league or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We should. Uh, we'll look into doing some more dynasty stuff down the track for sure. Uh, hopefully, this isn't the last time we talk to you, Eric. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, fun. I hope not either. I, it, it's a pleasure. You guys are. Uh, you're all right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. It's been all right. Peace, guys. Uh, Have a good night. No worries. All the best. That was awesome. Oh, what a guy. That was so good. Like <laughs> I, my head is bursting. I didn't want the conversation to end. No, me um, either. The fact that it was, it's getting past 10 PM where he is and yeah, I'm getting, that's right. look, and your wife's got a haircut. I don't know why I had to share that uh, with the world. <laughs> no, thanks Chris. You know, running but your, on time. Your child is getting delivered here uh, yes. so she can get that haircut. Yeah, so we'll be right. quick. Um, oh, I'm just buzzing. I just want to, like yeah. I said, pick up some orphans extra. Orphans and <laughs> no, I don't Orphans. Know. We just should explain what yeah, orphans are. That's orphans. a good point. <laughs> orphans are teams that people have left. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in a dynasty league and a yeah. guy just gets over and leaves that league, that, that becomes team an orphan. has no 
owner or no parents, they are orphans. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> it, there's opportunities to just enter established leagues, which yeah. is a good way to sort of get into it, I guess, it in is. a way. I'm sure it is. Um, but I'll have to try it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, are, what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're just wrapping up the show now. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Eric, uh, as we said, senior writer at the dynastynerds.com or dynastynerds.com, not the, um, but yeah. you can follow him on a, at EK Baller. He's just a legend and must follow. So yeah, definitely. Uh, get onto him. Cool. Wrap us up, Rowan. Well, guys, I can't wait for the NFL draft. It's only a week and a bit away. And I can't believe it. It's going to be good. I mean, it's probably going to be done on Zoom. Um, yes. <laughs> so it'll be really interesting <laughs> watching people getting presented jerseys in their homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I wonder look, how many awkward virtual backgrounds we'll oh, see. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Uh, whole new experience for the NFL draft. Um, but oh. it's going to be really, really great. And I'm looking forward to our, our startup dynasty draft. And it's going to be good. That is if, you know, we actually have football this year. Oh, <laughs> It's going to be great. We're going to play football. And if not, we're just going to trade the heck out of it because, you know, we can do that in the dynasty league. Yes, we'll at least just move commodities That's right. It's going to be fun. Land the plane. All right, guys. Thanks so much for uh, listening. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the TFL Podcast. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.